What's going on, everybody? Welcome, 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 welcome again to the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy, Devontae. Episode 95. We are five weeks away from that great episode 100. Bro, what is going on to my opinionators, to all my new listeners? Welcome to the Opinionated Brother Podcast. To all my seasoned listeners, welcome back. I've missed you all. Um, To everybody that's listening from around the world, I appreciate you all so, so much. We love you. We love you. Thank you for tuning in one more week. We appreciate it, man. How's everybody been? Hope everybody's had a great week. Hold on. Let me get my... Let me get my... I get my headphones together, bro. It's been... Things have been going crazy. There we go. There we go. Now we back. We back. All right. There we go. We're back. But no, I hope everybody's week has been going great. Uh, Man, I am super duper tired this past week man it's sunday right now 8 17 p.m usually we don't record this late uh but this sunday obviously it was um this sunday was a a rough one not a rough one but a busy one um just getting back into the swing of school as you know it is that school time people are going back to school you know if not if not already been in school already for about a week or two I know some of my down south brothers and sisters, I think all of my down south brothers and sisters have literally, you know, I think started, oh, excuse me, started school, like, I think, you know, probably like two or three weeks earlier than we have, but, you know, um, just getting back into that school mode, you know, sometimes when you get out, when you get into that summer mode, you know, you really don't want to be trying to get all up into that, that, that school mode, man, it's just so much, you know what I'm saying, it's so much, and let me tell you, I am tired, I forgot how much being in an organization and, you know, getting things together and putting events on and collaborating with people, sending out emails, you know, making sure them emails are straight. Bro, it, it's just rough. It is. It, it was a rough time. You know what I'm saying? Not a rough time, you know, but just busy. You know what I'm saying? Just busy, 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 busy. But, um, you know, I can't be, I can't even be mad. You know what I'm saying? The Lord has really just made me blessed and busy. You know what I'm saying? You know, can't even be really upset, you know, because I really don't get no sleep, <laughs> you know, and I, and, 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 and that's, that's, that's a joke for real, but I do get some sleep, y'all know I advocate for sleep all the time, but no, I do get some sleep, but as, as of this week, man, this week was so crazy, I didn't get no sleep this weekend, I mean this week for real, you know, just getting everything back in order, you know what I'm saying, like getting school back in order, getting um, organizations back in order, getting you know, my funds right so I can get back into school, you know what I'm saying, just everything has been coming so fast, you know, and this is my last year, so I'm just making sure that I'm doing everything that I need to do to um, to make sure that my legacy here, um, not only at Grand Valley, but in Grand Rapids, um, is, you know, cemented, you know what I'm saying, I think, I, I, I think in a way, my legacy is cemented, um, but I want to cement it even further into the ground just to make sure niggas know you know, that, oh, that was Tyronza Devontae Hicks. Yeah, that's the man who, um, you know, who who created and, and a whole, you know, podcast, blog, media company here and, you know, took it somewhere else and, you know, did some things with it and, you know, really made a, a great impact on Grand Valley and its youth and everything. You know what I'm saying? And like I've told you, I don't I don't really call myself an activist. I don't call myself a leader. You know what I'm saying? I just do it because it needs to be done. You know, um, we see so many um <clears throat> i think for me i've seen so many people uh come and go out of you know out of out of grand valley's um you know community 
in a way. And um, it's it's like sometimes you got to when people leave, you got to know when to step up. And sometimes it's already scary to step up. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't want to be that person to step up and be like, you know, the person at the forefront of the helm or even even in the behind the scenes. You don't want to just step up and be that leader, you know, that people look up to. But then once you see that even just moving the way you move, you know, and, and doing the what and the things that you're doing and making an impact just by being yourself, you don't realize that, yeah, you are a leader. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes I've had to even like snap myself out of it. Like, bro, you you a leader. You may not call yourself that. You may not look at yourself as one because I definitely don't. But when people look at me as one and look at to me for advice and to just see how I move, even when they don't look up to me for advice, just to see how I move and how I go about my day and just go about how I run my business and just how I do my business. Um, you know, you got to check yourself at the door and be like, you know what? Damn, I am leading some people. It may not be the people that I primarily want to lead. You know, you got to think about that. You know, it may not be the people that you probably want to lead, but it's probably the people that you need to lead. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes that, and, and most of the time, actually, that need is is all is always greater than that want. So um, I'm just doing what I need to do. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? While doing what I want to do at the same time. You know what I'm saying? And, it, and it's not ungenuine. You know what I'm saying? Doing what I need to do is not ungenuine because honestly, it, it's it's really it's really doing good. Like we just had Campus Life Night here at Grand Valley, and uh, as y'all know, I am the president of the Black Graduate Student Association here. I uh, have I was with my uh, vice president Autumn Johnson. Shout out to her. And literally, you know, the uh, BGSA how how we did it last year it was just like you know we we really got our our. our feet back under the water last year, you know what I'm saying, doing some events and really getting our name out there. So this year we was like, you know, we want to we want to create something, create a space where not only graduate students can have a space for um um for uh, just a space to connect and network for their professional lives, but also dreams and seems. You know what I'm saying? But what we what we find out and God works in such mysterious ways cuz I always pray. I always pray before an event. I always pray before anything that I go into. So I said, "Lord, just pray I just pray that we get a great turnout today. Um, uh, grab, show us wh- who who we need to go after um, at this event, um, and 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 bring us to the table, and bring them to our table. So what we had was mostly freshmen, sophomores coming to our table, very interested, and in, um, getting mentorship for Black Graduate Student Association, and that flipped our whole you know t- kind of like mantra on what we need to do as an organization. You know what I'm saying, kind of. <clears throat> Not even flip it, but add things, you know what I'm saying? So we're getting some things off the ground because that was just, that was just a, I think, a show, you know, a show and tell for us. Like, okay, you know, they need, you know, real, not even saying real mentorship, but real mentorship out here. You know, they need to see people like us who are struggling, you know what I'm saying? Not just being fake with them, but being real with them, saying, hey, it gets hard out here, you know what I'm saying? But if you need the resources, let me help you. You know, having Gene with people out there to really help you. You know what I'm saying? That that that's what I probably I I know that I, I didn't have that when I, you know, was in Grand Valley for real. To have I had a few, you know, you have a few OGs and brothers and sisters who, you know, are genuinely willing to help you, but it wasn't a lot. You know, so I wanna you know, me me and my VP wanna create BGSA, you know, create that space to where, you know, you have that. You know, so we just getting some getting some great things off the ground. Shout out to Campus Life Night. Uh Lord, it's been a long week, man been a long week but listen we have some things to get into it's not gonna be a long show you know what i'm saying we have a lot of things to get into you know what i'm saying today um 
what I want to do for these next two shows, for this show and the After Dark, uh, because in the uh, in the opinionated topic of the week, we're going to be talking about suicide. And there's a story that I really want to get into um, that deals with this. And on the After Dark hours, this episode, I'm bringing um, back my uh, my good friend and sister Chantel, La Chantel Carson Pops, who is um, the founder and um, CEO of Revive uh, of Revive um, LLC. Um, so we're bringing her back. We're bringing her back on, um, on the after dark to talk about more about suicide and especially the suicide walk that she's doing with 104.9. So, um, here in Grand Rapids. So we're going to talk about a lot of this because the story that, that, that was dropped earlier this week was a, a, uh, a young man, a black young man who committed suicide because he got bullied for dating, um, he dated a transgender woman, so a man that turned into a a, a woman, basically. Um, and uh, the fact that he, you, you know, we living in a time where right now it we're very hypersensitive, right? Excuse me. And it's not just to say like we're hypersensitive, just to say, oh yeah, I need to stop being sensitive. No, it's it's more. It's also hypersensitive and hypersensitive in the sense that. We are bullying more. We are being a lot more careless with what we say. Um, as much as people sit here and say, y'all being careful, no. We are in an era where we're being a lot more careless because a lot more people are being careful. But in the sense of this right here, we're not respecting people's idea of who they want to love. And that's where I have a problem. You understand what I'm saying? That's where we're at. Like, motherfuckers, we're at 29 fucking 10. 2019. And we're still sitting here bullying somebody because they want to sit here and 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 love who they want to love. We're going to get into all of that. I'm going to go on a rant. I'm going to tell you what's real because y'all know I'm the buzz killer. I don't give a fuck. Like, it just needs to, it, it needs to be said it, it, because it needs, it needs to be reiterated. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just needs to. We, we we cannot continue, especially in our black community. Like for those who sit here and say, oh, I'm not racist. I'm not discriminatory. I'm not prejudiced. You know, if you're the one that's bullying, if you're the one that's even having a thought about, mm, I can't sit here and, 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 and even be around a transgender. I can't even sit here and be around a, 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 a lesbian or a gay person, uh, especially in our community. I don't even want to hear you speak. I don't even want to hear you talk. You understand what I'm saying? You don't have to. We'll get into it. We get into it. But we have we have a jam packed show for you today. Listen, um, it's a lot we have on tap. So let's just let's just get right into it. So our MVP and our biggest loser of the week, right? This is the first time in TLB history, in the opinionated brother history, that we are giving an entity slash person slash whatever the MVP and the biggest loser of the week. Now, who is getting? The MVP and the biggest loser of the week. It is. Hold on, we need a drum roll. Wait a minute, because this is this is major, right? They have been acting up all week, right? So we need a drum roll. Popeyes is our motherfucking biggest loser and MVP of the week. Now, Devontae, why the hell are you getting both of them? Well, here's the thing: MVP of the week goes to Popeyes franchise here's why Popeye's literally 
And before we even go further, I have not had the sandwich yet. I haven't had the chicken, uh, the, the spicy uh, chicken sandwich. I want one, but they've been sold out here in Grand Rapids. And what I've been told from inside sources that you, we should, that I personally should not have the chicken sandwich here in Grand Rapids because it's not good. It's too, it's too greasy. It's not, it's not as good as, as and, and 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 it's not as good. Well, I get that. I get it. I understand. Y'all know how I love Popeyes. Popeyes is probably my second, my second, um, my second home. You know what I'm saying? Um, when it comes to food, probably, probably my first one. You know. But um, yeah, I haven't had the the sandwich yet from here because I'm just scared to try it. You know what I'm saying? Now, I've ate Popeyes from Grand Rapids, but I'm just scared to try the sandwich because I've just gotten word. I've gotten you know he like don't don't do it. You know, if you're going to do it, go back to the city, go back to Detroit, you know what I'm saying? Or when you go out to Florida, go out to Florida and try it like that. So, why is Popeye's getting the MVP of the week and the Beast Loser? Okay, so they're getting MVP of the week because they created something that went at the next of probably the greatest chicken sandwich that is out right now, right? <clears throat> because in so many people's mind, Chick-fil-A has a great chicken sandwich, right? Chick-fil-A has been on top of the chicken sandwich game for about... Um, I would say probably about two years, three years, about that now, you know, like out, out for real, for like people love their chicken sandwiches, right? So you have to think, um, let's see, Popeye's was the, the king of the chicken game for a long time. It has been, has been dominated ever since KFC decided that they wanted to turn their, uh, spicy into crispy or, um, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, they turned their spicy into crispy because you know what the spicy chicken looks like. It's artificial damn near. And you know what <laughs> and you know it's darker, right? The darker the darker the meat, the darker the skin, then you know it's gonna be spicy. Because original chicken is always lighter. Right? It's always got a lighter taste. So if you look in your box and you say I want spicy, and you see like maybe three or four dark pieces, and you see one light piece, they put a motherfucking original or mild in your box because they didn't have no more spicy. So that's when you tell them, no, don't do this shit no more. You go sit here and refund my money. Go ahead and put another spice in here while you refund my money too. So basically, right, KFC, once they decided to take out the, uh, the, 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 the spicy and replace it with the original crispy, white folks and all the folks period white folks black folks everybody started going to Popeyes because why Popeyes always had mild and spicy and their spicy was always kicking you know what I'm saying nobody will go to Popeyes to get mild right you only go to Popeyes to get mild only if you really <laughs> you really really needed it you understand what I'm saying or like you really just don't like spicy like Patrick you know what I'm saying like like Patrick Patrick <laughs> Like Patrick, Patrick hit us up in a group and was like, "Bro, why they make the spicy nuggets so spicy, bro?" I'm like, "What?" It, you know, he said he said the spicy nuggets ain't even that good. Me and Cordell almost fought him on the hood, on the hood, man. We almost fought him through text messages. He was like, "Bro, don't don't say that no more. We'll we'll scrap you right now. Don't you ever." You know what I'm saying? Like, ah, boy. <laughs> but no, it's just like um, the spi- this, this the spicy chicken from. Uh, um, from Popeyes has always been hit, and it's been the king of the chicken game, the chicken fast food game for a long time now. You know they've been expanding, they've been having a lot more coupons, a lot more um, commercials, and everything. They've been expanding, so 
they came for the jugular of KFC, right? They came for the jugular of KFC. And once they came for the jugular of KFC, they slit the throat. They just they just went in and just say, <laughs> done. You know what I'm saying? Done. Cut. So they seen Chick-fil-A were on top with the chicken sandwich game. You understand what I'm saying? Like they're on top of the chicken sandwich, right? KFC said, listen, we are on top of the chicken realm, right? They knew what was going on. They said, listen, we are on top of the chicken world right now. Like, when it comes to industry performance and all of this shit, like, we are up there. Like, you know what I'm saying? We up there with KFC, damn near. Even if past that, you know what I'm saying? I could argue up, down, and circles around people who want to have this, excuse me, excuse me, this argument, right? So what they had to do, was come for another head. They had to come for another jugular. They had to come for, they had to slit another throat, you know? And that throat was named Chick Fuller, okay? Now, see, Chick Fuller has been a major staple in the social media and our culture, quote-unquote, for a long time. Now, what I, I, had a, I had a quote from my cousin. My cousin was talking about on Facebook, like, niggas ain't really been on the Chick-fil-A train. Niggas was really on churches, which is true. A lot of you black folks who are on, a lot of you folks, period, who have just jumped on the Chick-fil-A train were low-key churches lovers. Y'all used to love y'all some churches. I know y'all used to love y'all some churches. That nasty-ass chicken, you just disgusting nasty ass niggas like like churches give you the gout you understand what i'm saying like that's the type of chicken that you just eat and you know you're gonna throw up as soon as you bite into that motherfucker like as soon as you bite into church's chicken it's just oozing with grease like that's not good that's not that's no right so they had to come for the drug they had to come for the drug of the chick full of right so popeye said you know we're gonna go into the deliberation room like you know what i'm saying we we got the we got we got the uh, two for ten, you know what I'm saying, going on. You know what I'm saying. Two people can eat for ten dollars. You know, say five pieces, even though low key that's just for one person. But you know, we we got that. We got specials going crazy. We got the cane sweet tea going. What can we do now to change up the game? What they did was create a chicken sandwich that not only probably came for the head of of Chick Fil A, and I haven't even tried it yet. But I haven't even came for the head of Chick-fil-A. Sorry, y'all. I had to, had to kill a fly. I was there. Had to kill a... Uh, <laughs> had to kill a... But came... Literally. They had to kill the, the, the Chick-fil-A sandwich mantra. Because Chick-fil-A was just digging too much. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. We're the king of chicken. So we about to get, be the king of chicken for everything. You understand what I'm saying? So they came for the head. And here's why they're getting the biggest loser of the week. Right? Because... Popeyes, as much as you try to come for the head of the king, right? The prince, right, can always come for the king. But you have to have enough buns <laughs> and chicken to out chicken and bun Chick-fil-A. Because as Chick-fil-A tweeted, they never run out of chicken and buns. And that is a true fact. Now, I get it. It's because in the first 11 days, literally Chick-fil-A, I mean, uh, literally Popeye's sold out of damn near everything, everywhere, every chicken sandwich. Like I went on Uber Eats to try to order me one. They were sold out. I had to give me a four piece. You understand what I'm saying? I love a four piece too. It was spicy. Shout out to the one on Division, uh, Burton. And um, <clears throat> it was a, 
it was like, you know, they were just sold out on Uber Eats. They were sold out everywhere. So it was just like, you know, you can't get you a chicken sandwich. But the fact of the matter is, I, I give it the biggest loser of the week because honestly, social media, we have to, un- black people, we have to understand how, how much our dollar is, right? We gave Popeye's free promo, a lot of free promo. Probably, I'm giving them free promo right now. Do you know how much promo we gave them? We gave them almost over $23 million in in ad revenue, in free promo revenue. Like, that's just ad revenue over television, social, radio, TV. Um, I said television already. Radio, TV, social ads, whether there's uh, whether they were posted or uh, or over social. We made them $23 million just off of ads. Free promo that we gave. That black people, that's just the black market, bro. The black market. $23 million? We did that. We did that. Now, where's the money? I don't know. But the fact of the matter is, our black dollar is it's high. And I think that should tell you, yo, we need to start putting each other on, on some real shit. Like, we have to collaborate. Like, ain't nothing to share your, your friend's post. Ain't nothing to sit here and post. Listen, you can sit here and post and not tag me. That's fine. You shared that shit. You feel me? Somebody going to look at it. Ain't nothing to post and sit here and just be like, yo. So that's why I got the biggest loser of the week for me because I was just so shocked and mad. Like, hold the fuck up. And then y'all ran out of buns and chicken. You know, Popeyes, if you, if you if you knew you were going to come for the juggler of Chick-fil-A, you had to come right. You had to come correct. You had to come making sure all the chicken breasts that y'all was cutting up in the back was going to make y'all. First of all, y'all had to make sure y'all had enough breed of chickens. Okay? Y'all had to make sure y'all had enough chickens back there. You feel me? You got to make sure. You can't be out here talking shit about Chick-fil-A. And Wendy's, because Wendy's, listen, Wendy's tried to come and say, listen, we we have, we we got a we we got a we got a better spicy chicken sandwich than Popeyes. I doubt it, but y'all definitely have a better spicy chicken sandwich than Chick Fil A. Now, I can definitely argue anybody up, down, and around about that because anybody that sit here and say Chick Fil A's spicy sandwich is better than Wendy's, you're bugging, and you have overhyped Chick Fil A. They don't even open on Sundays, fam. So you have no argument with me. Wendy's and Popeye's stay open on Sunday between 9 and 10. What time does Chick-fil-A open? Oh, they don't. End of conversation. Um, Let's talk about ASAP and Trump real quick. So y'all know ASAP Rocky is out (laughs) um, of jail. Um, Thank God. But um, Donald Trump was upset that ASAP did not say you know, thank you to the administration for getting him out, quote unquote, of um, of jail. Like what? <laughs> like nobody give. Excuse me, nobody cares. You didn't do anything. You didn't do anything. So we're not giving you no sitting here uh, a fucking award. I'll give you this though. <laughs> we'll let you have that, and then we can just go on about our lives. You know what I'm saying? Um, Takashi six nine. If y'all, if, do y'all remember Takashi six nine? I hope a lot of you do. Um, if y'all don't remember Takashi six nine, Takashi six nine was the colorful, rambunctious rapper um, who was who was doing a lot of just crazy shit 
2019, talking a lot of shit. And as we know right now, he's looking to face some 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 time time in jail for snitching and doing all his. Well, I don't know if he snitched yet, but um, you know, doing a lot of dirt back back in his day. You know what I'm saying? And it ain't it wasn't even back in the day. It was just last year. You feel me? So um, he's kind of worried that his family might get uh, you know snatched or kidnapped. You know, during these trials and everything, which is. Which is very um, unfortunate because we we don't want to think like that, right? We don't want to think that, you know, during this time period, I don't want my family to be involved in the shit that I don't put myself in. But at the same time, you put yourself and your family kind of into this predicament because you decided to do what you wanted to do, knowing, fully aware that what you were doing was probably not the right thing to do. And if you go back and listen to Takashi 6 9 interviews and everything, he's very intelligent. He's a very smart kid. Charlemagne literally got that shit out of him. You were a very smart kid. You know what I'm saying? So you know what you're doing. And he was like, yes, I know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm playing the system. But the thing is, bro, you have to play the system in ways that is not going to get you locked up like this. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you're trying to play the whole, you know... I'm a rapper. I'm just doing shit for beats and everything like that. Like, I can't rap, but, you know, I can just make beats and, you know, get the crowd hype and blah, blah, blah. Like, that's fine and dandy. But you going in the hoods, you talking all this shit, you you, 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 you think you're really bad. You're really just trying to be a gangster rapper when you're not one. You know, we, we know what they look like. We've, we've heard them. We've seen them. We've we seen them. <laughs> you know, and... To to all the Takashi Six Nines out here who who try to be gangster rappers when you really not like stop trying to be something that you're not like for real like I know I ain't no gangster rapper I ain't even no gangster because I seen them I, I have them in my family I've seen them I've seen them around that's just not my lifestyle I, I have family that's about that life they know what it is you know what I'm saying I know what it is but I'm not about to sit here and try to fake like I'm something hell no. Like that wouldn't even that like niggas will sit here and look at me like Ty put 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 the gun down. <laughs> Boy, where you going? You going to what? You ain't going to go sit down on the couch. You ain't doing shit. And I sit my happy ass down on the couch because I know I ain't doing shit. But that's the wave. You know what I'm saying? I think Cole said it best. I think, you know what I'm saying? They they want you to have your tattoos and, you know, show out and everything and have your pants sagging down because they really you know, white kids, black kids, shit, black kids, Arab kids, uh, Arab kids, Latin, uh, Hispanic kids. Like, when they see our culture, that's what they think of. When they see a blue face, when they see a little Uzi Vert, when they see a a, a, a Gunner, when they see a, 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 hell, when they see a Takashi 6 9 that's what they look at. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm not saying these are horrible people because they're not. They, they, I hope I hope they dope people. You know what I'm saying? But when you're performing, when you're an artist, and that's that's the portrayal that you see, you can't get mad when 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 people sit here and, and try to be hip hop or what they believe is hip hop or what you've given them to be hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Because that's probably not it. You know, but hip hop is so vast and flux that what is hip-hop you know what i'm saying because we, we would we would we would give so we, we would probably say there's so many more entities to that because it's, it's so vast and it's so verse but then you would ask like what is hip-hop 
What would you define hip hop? You will get various definitions. If you go up to, you know, to the East Coast and New York and everything, they'll give you a different different definition if you go down south or if you go to the West. You know what I'm saying? Like it's different everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Shit, even to the the the, the Midwest or the Northeast is different. So, you know, um, I just think like when you go into these certain situations, you have to be conscious and you have to be intentional. You know what I'm saying? You have to be conscious of everything, of everywhere. If you go in, first of all, if you're trying to go into the hip hop game and the rap game, there's so much, there's so much knowledge, there's so much history about hip hop, um, about rap from all sides that I feel like rappers have to say, I think it's a need. It, it has to be a requirement for real, for real, before you even step foot into hip hop to really understand where it came from. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not gangster rap. It's just not conscious rap, quote unquote, as people like to call these rappers. You know what I'm saying? It's not just that. It's, it's really, and I'm still learning myself, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I, I still feel like I'm a baby in hip hop. Like I said, the first people that I listened to, and, and for real, for real, hip hop, I remember listening to Cash um, uh, Cash Money, Cash Money Records taking over for the 99 or 2000. <laughs> Literally, that was the first song I heard. And I remember hearing that shit down south when I was like probably seven. And I was juvenile and all of them and shit. Lil Wayne and all of them. Like, them was the niggas that I heard down south. You feel me? Like, that was it. Trina, Trina shit. Like, man, we was hustling to Trina and shit. Like, that was, yes. So coming up here and listening to Cash Out Doughboys and the, uh, you know, we, we had T Grizzly, we had Big Sean, you know what I'm saying? We got different rappers up here. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, yo, this is a different way, but I fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? It's a different way with hip-hop. So hip-hop is different everywhere. You know what I'm saying? But it, it probably will get a different definition. But if you come, but I, feel, but I feel like some people come into hip-hop and don't understand what it is. They just see your favorite rapper and just want to be that, you know? And that's cool and all, but you got to come into, you got to come into that game understanding what it means what did it if you come into gangster rap you better understand what the fuck that means you better look back at nwa and all of these cats who who really did that shit and stop playing you know what i'm saying like it, it ain't no joke so uh trump no you're not getting no fucking nobody care about you and takashi says nah um i hope your trial is doing well uh, i hope you're doing well um, I hope his family is doing well. I hope his family doesn't get in, you know, too much involved in this because it, it, it's just too much. You know what I'm saying? Um, there is a beef between porn stars and strippers. And this is crazy because I didn't know that it was a real beef. Um, so I was watching the Joe Rogan podcast on YouTube and there was, uh, he had a guest on and he was, they were just talking about strippers and um and porn stars and i didn't know porn stars went into the strip clubs really trying to trying to get the money from the strippers you know what i'm saying because porn stars what was allegedly said is that porn stars would go into the motherfucking strip clubs and literally just you know fuck in the back room or they'll they will be the special guests in the strip club and come and you know shake that ass for a rich nigga you know what i'm saying and probably shake that ass for a rich nigga in the back you know what i'm saying so taking the money from the strippers when really strippers are just like, listen, we're just trying to make some money so we can go to college. We're trying to make some money just to make some ends meet. We're just trying to make some money just to, you know, it's like, it's, it's not like, basically, just being a dancer. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, you are kind of taking the money out of their mouths. But 
it also was reported that porn stars don't make shit. Your famous porn stars gotta like be up in that bitch sucking, sucking some dick. And even they not make, I think one porn star said she made just 12000 a year. Bruh, I make more than her and I'm broke as fuck. <laughs> Dog, that's crazy as hell. So you popping, put, like that's crazy. You popping pussy. And you just making $12,000 a year? You, you got to stop popping. You got to stop popping pussy. Bruh, like even if you popping dick, you got to stop doing that shit too. Because obviously your dick, your dick game ain't strong enough. Your stroke ain't stroking. Okay, obviously your strokes and dokes ain't doking, okay? So obviously you need to dope your own, your, your happy ass on out that thing, okay? Lady, stop popping that pussy. Obviously, if you just making 12 if your career path was to sit here and go and be a porn star, and you just making less than 12000 a year, you making less than that, and you let's just say you let's say you are one of the most popping porn stars out here, like a Tiana Trump or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And it was one girl who was, and and, and it, was, it wasn't Tiana, but it was one girl who was literally on the list as like top five porn stars. I think she was like number three. She said she made twelve thousand. Bruh, sanitation workers make twelve make more than you. You understand that? Like, popping your vagina. Like, you're not even making that much. You're not making nothing at all. That's, that's like, full stamp money. You understand? Like, that's what that is. That's low income. That's my money right now. <laughs> shit. Like, that shit is crazy. Like, I are probably already made that. And then some. You know what I'm saying? Like, sheesh. Like, damn, what are y'all paying them over there? And the crazy, and the crazy thing is porn is the most watched thing. You know what I'm saying? Porn is the most watched and most looked up entity right now. And the fact, and, and I and I get it because it's so much porn out here now. You understand what I'm saying? It's just so much. Um, I don't know what the fuck is going on with uh, YFN, Lucci, and Young Thug. This beef they got going on. But just end it. Let it go. Um, Star Brim. Y'all don't know Star Brim. Star Brim is Cardi B's best friend. She just got out of jail and she just started a podcast called The Star Brim um, it is uh, how to be butte or something like that? Something with butte because she's a blood, right? So uh, she has a um, she had a podcast. She did a podcast. She was she was spilling some tea. She was talking about uh, the Ra Ali and Nicki Minaj and Cardi fight. You know, at the Met Gala, you know when uh, Cardi had that big old knot on her face, and uh, Star basically said, "Listen, if I was there, um, Ra would have had the knot." And you know, Star didn't hold back no 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 she didn't hold nothing back. She talked about, you know, her, her time in jail and how she almost got raped by a transgender man, you know what I'm saying, and basically how she had to fight her way from, you know, trying to get raped in, in, in fucking jail. You know what I'm saying? And it was because that her friend was Cardi that she had an even more harder time, you know, in jail. And and you know, she was like, People think, you know, when you get when you get in jail you know, people think when you when you when you go there, like it's, it's, they think because you was you you somebody's friend who was a celebrity, you think you get it easy. She was like, Nah, I got it way worse. It was like you know they they put stuff on your commissary. So she was like, people would would speak through the vent like, Yo, mom, what's good? Like you should give me some this this this. She like, Hell no, I don't know y'all niggas. You know what I'm saying? And, that, and that's true. 
So I think I, I will definitely be tuning in to more of the uh, Miss Star Brim's podcast. She had she had some good shit to say. Uh, that was that was that was pretty nice. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Speaking of um, Bad Baby, y'all remember the Catch Me Outside girl? How about that? She she went off about people not writing her like writing music and shit like that. She was just going off about some girl who helped her, some Grammy-nominated award-winning singer who helped her, you know, get her career popping and shit. You know, if you write yourself, you write your stuff, right? I never understood why it was such a big deal, but she really went off because one of her, I think, the 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 lady who was, you know, the Grammy-nominated I'm a singer, a singer, she's on Love of Hip Hop now, um... I think her name is Brittany or something. I don't know. But, um, yeah, basically, you know, Bad Baby went on live and was talking shit about her, basically, like, saying, like, you wrote a couple songs for me. You you know, you helped me out in the beginning, but you ain't never wrote this song and blah, 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 blah. Like, why you tripping and da, 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 da. Like, you ain't, you know what I'm saying? All, all the bullshit saying, like, Nicki and, you know, several other female rappers and rappers having wrote written all their music and blah 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 and i'm like i'm just sitting here like bad baby you ain't never wrote a song for yourself a day in your life not that i've seen you know what i'm saying like like you got nominated for one billboard award and you think you the shit like let's keep it real billboard is about numbers you had the numbers that's it point blank period shots fired like that that's exactly what that is. so I don't think Bad Baby should have put Nikki in her mouth at all. Um, even said anything about her because Bad Baby is not even on that level. So uh you had a one hit wonder, catch me outside, how about that? Oh, oh, how about that? That's the only thing you probably wrote. So yeah. Bad baby. Let it go. Um, let's talk about Jay Z and the NFL. Everybody's been going crazy. Over this Jay Z NFL, uh, I want to go back and say, um, let me retract some statements first of all. I said Jay Z doesn't do anything for social justice. I remember saying that. I have to take that back. He does do a lot for social justice. Um, <clears throat> it's just in this moment, um, you know, the kneeling comment just kind of swayed a lot of people, even myself. Just from like, what are you saying? You know what I'm saying? And I and, and I don't want to make it seem like Jay-Z doesn't do a lot for people because he does. He does a lot for the community. He does a lot for a lot of us in the community. However, I think we have to also understand, like I said last week, that we need seats at these tables, people. We need them, right? Because your country ass, your ghetto ass ain't about to get this seat. You're not about to get this seat. You're not about to get in there. We need somebody who's not just ghetto, right? Who's not just sitting here black all the time. We need somebody black, ghetto, and with intellect in that room. And yeah, he's a capitalist. That's fine. That's perfectly fine. We know that. We've been on that about Jay. But at the same time, do we do we cast him aside just because, oh, one, Colin Kaepernick doesn't have a job, and two... You know, we cast him aside just because he's 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 in it now. I think at the end of the day, 
when we look at it, we we kind of have to look at the bigger picture. First of all, we're not we're not billionaires. We're not even millionaires. Hell, we're not even hundreds heirs. We're 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 dollar bill heirs. You understand what I'm saying? Everybody that's sitting here commenting, even myself, we're dollar we're dollar bill heirs. You know what I'm saying? We haven't even made it to the hundreds yet. We haven't even made it to the thousands yet. So the fact that we are talking shit or even talking, right? We can give our opinions, but the fact that it's a lot of us out here that are talking shit about Jay-Z, like, no. First off, no. Cool it. He's definitely a social advocate, and that's on me. You feel me? Like, he is a social advocate. I just found out he's been giving millions and millions of water bottles to Flynn. Nobody even said nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's just what it is. You know, like, you do what you can with the resources that you have, you know? And if we have this resource at the table, because who else was going to be at the table? Did he? I don't think so. Um, we have Jay-Z at the table. So if we have him at the table, let us utilize him at that table. Now, there's a lot of things that I felt like he could have did better. He could have answered some questions better. He could have, that kneeling question, we got to move past kneeling that's the same equivalency of saying we have to move past slavery. That's not the way, Jay. Your mess, your message got messed up in your mess. So it's just PR getting that shit together. But honestly, we just have to wait and see. Everybody talking, we just gotta wait and see. All right, we, we just really gotta wait and see. Um, let's uh, make sure we praying for T Grizzly. You know what I'm saying? Let's make sure we we are sending prayers up for T. Um, his aunt and manager got killed, um, by a drive-by shooting. And he, I believe, got shot as well. I don't know all the logistics, but I'm sending all love to him and his family right now, especially to the family of that, aunt, of his manager and auntie, man. That shit is crazy. We are, it's, it's too much, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, and here in my own city that is literally, I'm two hours away. It is like, bro, you know, it's people looking up to T. Grizzly. It's people looking up to her. Because what I've learned about her, uh, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, and correct me if I'm wrong, literally she's been she's been a polarizing figure for a lot of rappers, musicians, just creatives in the Detroit community, trying to bring a new energy to Detroit. And to know that this this queen is now gone because we can't fucking get it to fucking together, right? Because we can't sit here and get it together. It, it it irritates me. It pisses me off. It gets me hot because the fact that another life is taken just over some shameless bullshit. Another life could have been taken in the form of T. Grizzly, right? Another life could have been gone because we still can't get it together. Because we're still fucking unintellectually stupid in the fucking mind. I don't even know if that I said that right, but take it how you want to take it. We're, we're still killing each other, and we just we just don't get it. We just don't get it. You're killing the people that are helping you, the, the people that's trying to put you on. Oh, it may not be immediate. It may not be when you want it to, but they trying. They doing the best they can. You understand what I'm saying? But you're not seeing that. We just killing each other, left and fucking right. We're doing the job. We're doing a job that the white man don't have to do. Really? We're going to stop or no? We're going we gonna to take a pause or no? Hmm. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Let, let, me, let me know what's up. Period. Um, bruh. So, before we uh, get over to our break and stuff, I just want to talk about this woman who got put on probation for hanging a baby, running over two people, 
and then attempting attempting suicide on herself, right? So this was a white woman. I seen this. I seen this story this past week. This white woman literally hung a baby out of daycare, tried to run over two people, or attempted to run over, or ran over them, right? And then tried to commit suicide. The judge gave her probation and called it a mental health suit. Here's the thing. And here's the thing that I will go off in in the second half. What y'all will not do is continuously sit here and call shit like this mental health, um, a mental health situation. This is this was not a mental health. You sat here and you deliberately killed a baby. You tried to kill two other people that probably knew what the fuck you did and then tried to commit suicide because you didn't want to deal with the fucking consequences. That's what happened. That is what ultimately happened. Now, I don't know the logistics, but low key, 80 percent. I'm probably right. That's my gut. And Lowe's, those crocodile white woman tears. I'm so sick of it. I am so sick of it. Those crocodile white woman tears get cried every time when a white woman knows she is wrong for something that she did. Take refucking responsibility and account. Man, accountability and taking responsibility is not the way of America. It is not the way of America. It is not. Y'all will sit here and lie first. Like, lie through your teeth before y'all take responsibility for anything that y'all doing. That shit is crazy. But you know what? We'll come back. Well, we're going to take a five-minute break, and we're going to come back and talk more about suicide, man. And this is the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy, Devontae, episode 95. We'll be back. We'll be back, and we'll be back. Hey, hey. What's going on, everybody? We are back. We are back again with the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy, Devontae, episode 95. And we are back with the second half of the show. And we are talking suicide, bro. And particularly, um, I want I want to what I want to do for these next two episodes is really just discuss like how this episode, I really want to talk about this this case in um, a young black brother killing himself because of you know the bullying he received um from people primarily his his brothers and sisters you understand what i'm saying his black brothers and sisters because he was dating a transgender woman right now for those who don't know what a transgender woman is this is a this is a male right chain you know transforming into a female you understand what i'm saying so you know getting getting the estrogen into his body and everything like that making sure he has titties and everything like this was a this was a um this is a woman who really looked like a woman you understand what i'm saying so when you looked at the picture when you when you read the story it was so impactful and encapting that it it's not the first time we've heard of this right it's not the second. It's not the third. We've had multiple, 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 multiple killings of transgender, uh, of black transgender male and females in our community. And there have been a high rate of suicides of people who date transgender or LGBTQ. Okay. And the fact of the matter is, it's fucking 2019. Why are we so fucking worried about it? I'm just trying to understand why are we so worried about somebody else's love life? 
somebody else's love life, who they want to love. And here, here's the thing. And, I, and, I, and, so, and there's so many things I want to break down, right? Because one of them is hyper masculinity and toxic masculinity, right? Because to me, this is what, to me, this is what, this was nothing more than that, right? In, 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 in such a, in such a retro view, I see that as the first one. Toxic and hyper masculinity, and, and it's so prevalent in the black community because we, when we talk about what a man is in the black community, right? You can get so many different, different, you know, suggestions and, and, and implications of what it is to be a, a black man. But at the end, at the core, you know, there are so many black men who will say, "Okay, you need to be hard. You need you need to not show your emotions. You need to not date." Anybody, you can't be gay. I don't need you to sit here and be. You can't be anything effeminate. You can't show your emotions. You cannot sit here. You have to run the household. You cannot sit here. You you can have ego, so that means you can sit here and do your little, you know, your cheating and shit like that. Like that is what the black man, right? That's the blueprint. That's somewhat of a blueprint. It may not be a concrete blueprint, but that is what the blueprint for black men have gotten all of these years. All of these generations is that we cannot sit here and show emotion. We cannot sit here and be vulnerable. We cannot sit here and be who we who we are, right? We have to be who our fathers tell us to be, or who or or what we see in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Like that's we're not being our authentic selves. We 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 can't be. We can't have feelings. We can't sit here and cry. We can't sit here and come to you and tell us about, you know, and talk to you about our feelings. We can't do that because we have never been taught by a black man to do that. You understand what I'm saying? I can sit here and say harder that no black man has taught me how to be vulnerable, emotional as much as I've taught myself. My mom was the first one to let me know that it's okay to cry, right? And even when you think about it, right? When you go out into life, it, it, when you see your mom, when you hear your mama say it's okay to cry, baby, but you go out into life and you see so many niggas sitting here so like, oh, I can't cry because it's gonna make me weak. It's gonna make me not look. Hard. It's gonna make me uh, look like a pussy. Or I'm a little gay, right? Because that was the rhetoric we used back in the day, right? Oh yeah, it's gonna make me look gay if we cry. Or I, I can't sit here and and, and 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 show my emotion because my dad gonna bust me in the chest. Which was which was that? I know my dad did not do none of that. You feel me? My dad was stern, but he also allowed us to show emotion while he was living. Oh, crying? All right, bet. You better not be crying about nothing crazy. <laughs> But crying, all right, man. So for me, I always look at these stories and I think like, what the fuck? Right? Like, when are we going to sit here and understand that we are not all alike? Right? And I've said this so many times. We are not all alike. We don't like the same shit. We don't talk about the same shit. We all don't sit here and watch the same shit. We don't do the same shit. We don't wear the same shit. We black men are all different in different ways 
And the crazy thing is we're too fucking programmably stupid to understand that. We're too programmably, you heard what I said, and it may not be in the fucking dictionary, but you heard what I said, I said what I said. We're too programmably stupid to even understand that we can think for ourselves. We can feel. We can have emotion. We can sit here and cry. You choose not to, though, because you're desensitized to what your um, your environment has taught you. So, of course, when we go to the hood, we don't see more. We, we, we see more of the hyper masculine and toxic masculinity traits in that bitch because that's what the hood has been taught so fucking much. You understand what I'm saying? That That's what it's been. You was raised up in that environment. You gonna learn that. Hell, I learned that a little bit. Even being the emotional figure that I am, I even learned how to turn it the fuck off and be like, nah, I ain't even trying to be on that. But I said, no, that's not even me. I told you I tried to that. I tried to be the unemotionalist nigga. That, that could not be me. I feel too much. So for me, I was always different. And when I see stories like this, that sit here and allow people the ability to, we are in a culture right now that has the ability, with all this negativity going on in our culture right now, the fact that we are seeing our, our, our black brothers sitting here just doing what they love to do, whether, it's, whether they're gay or straight, it doesn't matter. They're loving. They're being happy. And the fact is, hurt people hurt people. And the fact of the matter is, a lot of y'all who sat here and bullied this man were hurt. You understand what I'm saying? Y'all were hurt. Now, let me get into my rant real quick. A lot of y'all that sat here and bullied this nigga, half of y'all sit here and listen to niggas that suck dick anyway. Do I need to say that again? Yeah, I'll say it again. No problem. Most of y'all niggas that sat here and bullied this boy to suicide. Okay, because he dated a transgender woman, literally have probably listened to the the niggas that y'all listen to. Half of them, probably half of them have sat here, not only fucked, sucked and ducked a transgender woman, but probably are in a relationship with one. Just not telling your stupid asses because that's not the wave of the culture. It's getting there, but that's not the wave yet. No, that's too much for their their crews to handle. No, that's too much for people to handle right now. That's too much for their families to handle. You're dating a whole man, woman? No! Why would you do that? Bro, that's 29th fucking team. It doesn't matter. Why are we judging who people love? Oh, is it because you can't love? Oh, is it because you're hurt? Oh, is it because the person that tried to love you Hurt you? Is that what it is? Dig deeper. What is it? What's your problem? Because obviously everybody got something to say when somebody sit here and loves. Somebody sit here and and loves for them and not for you. Right? See, when you stop loving for, for somebody else, when you stop doing things for somebody else and start doing things for you, when you start loving people for you, when you start doing things for you, people get so fucking upset. It's so cute. I don't get it, but it's so cute that y'all get upset. Because while y'all still living y'all poor, dumbass lives, right? 
people are out here living their best while you're sitting behind your computer trying to cyber bully or you're telling this man to his face. You're bullying him to his face because he's doing what he wants to do. You just took a life. Does anybody see that? Y'all just took a life. I don't care how you look at it. Bullying because you feel it's wrong. That, that, that does not make it your priority to sit here and say, hey, you shouldn't do that. Right? I always say on my show, no matter how many times I can tell you that it's wrong, you're still going to do it at the end of the day. You know how many times I've said on my show, don't do this, try not to do this, and y'all still go and do it anyway? Like, you're grown at the end of the day. You're going to do what you want to do. But are we comprehending? Are we recognizing the impact that we have on certain people, that we have on people, period? You understand what I'm saying? And in this instance right here, the power of bullying, cyberbullying, in-your-face bullying, period, drove a brother to sit here and commit suicide because y'all could not or did not want to sit here and even try to understand what the fuck he got going on. Now, he didn't, he didn't have to sit here and post her. He didn't have to sit here and post none of the fucking shit that he was doing. But because he wanted to sit here and show you who he loved, and that's his page. He can do what the fuck he wanted to do. He did what the fuck he wanted to do. Y'all sat there and y'all chewed that man and spit him out. Hmm. Ain't that crazy? But if somebody came in your closet, whoo, boy. That's the thing about a lot of y'all motherfuckers. That's the thing about a lot of y'all, us motherfuckers. You feel me? We have so many secrets in our closet, right? So many skeletons and shit like that, that we are the first ones to call out a motherfucker for something that he did. He or she did. Bully that, bully them into damn near killing themselves and then looking like, oh shit. Yeah, you did that. Yeah, you're an accessory. Sorry. You you just helped in committing a damn near a whole suicide. Because why this man killed himself? Because he just he just couldn't take it. And for some people, for for a lot of this new newer generation, social media has become such a crutch for people. You understand what I'm saying? I hate it. I don't like that that social media becomes a crutch for so many. But at the same time, social media is a reality. It's another reality. And when you go into that other reality, it's brutal. It doesn't have any rules. It's flexible. It's, 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 it's all over the place. So what makes you think they're going to sit here and, and, and social media is going to sit here and not even bash you? Right? Now, that doesn't justify the fact that y'all were accessories and, and help and, 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 and literally this man literally killing himself and, and taking his own life. Like, this is, a, this is a Kendrick spirit. We don't even know this man, but I'm just saying. This man was probably a Kendrick spirit. He was probably just loving, just trying to live his best life, and boom. And this is not the, this is probably not the first, second, nor third, nor fourth time that we've heard, seen, anything about this, but having this come to the forefront 
was because we're tired of seeing our transgender black brothers and sisters being killed and then their lovers killing themselves because they cannot live in this society. How can we... How can we as black people sit here and say that we have no, we don't want no racism, we don't want no prejudice when we're doing the same shit to our own fucking people? Yeah, they're not, they're not straight. Mm-hmm. They're not straight. Or they went from male to female or vice versa. What did the fuck does that have to do with you? Me and my friend Uche, shout out to him, was just having a conversation about this. Like having a conversation, like why can't gay and straight people just be just be cahoots and be friends? Like especially when it comes to gay and black men, <laughs> gay and black men. I'm just <laughs> gay men, uh, gay black men and straight black men. Why can't that? Why why can't that be a thing? Huh? What, what what's wrong? You think you 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 think the gay black man gonna take your booty? He probably might. You better set some ground rules though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but no, on some on some serious shit. I never got that. I've always had a diverse pool of friends, but you just got to let people know. Here's the thing, bro. I've gotten called daddy by multiple gay uh, gay men, whether black, white, doesn't matter. Here's the thing, though, right? I understand that I have a, a, a fan base in the LGBTQ community that fuck with me, right? They don't want me, though. Here's the thing. They will let you know if they want you or not. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it's in that first moment. They so bold and they so honest with it that they will sit there and let you know. Anybody in the LGBTQ community will let you know if they want you or not. That's just period. The fact of the matter is we as straight people are so fucking desensitized and stupid that we think everybody want us. Nigga, nobody wants you. Nobody want me. They not trying to get you. They not even worried about you. They just trying to live their lives. They're just trying to live their best life to the fucking fullest. But they can't because they have people who are sitting here bullying them because what? Talking shit. What? Because they want to sit here and live. Just like I'm living, just like my brother on the right of me is living, just like my brother on the left of me is living. The sister on the right, sister on the left. What? And y'all have the audacity and the ability to go, the, 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 the nerve to sit here and be like, oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm not racist, I'm not prejudiced, but you, but you literally sit here and you go on social media, you go and you talk about niggas who are in our community who may not like the same shit that we like or or do the same shit that we do, they still need to be protected just as well as we do. What? Do, do, are, do they get a backseat? I'm just, I'm just, I have to understand this. Because a man, a, 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 young, a young man killed himself because he couldn't, he felt like he could not love the way he wanted to love. And if that wasn't straight love, then what? You know what I'm saying? He had he he just had to go. That's another life gone. We did not appreciate that life. Okay? I'm not saying he didn't appreciate his life. We did not appreciate that life. 
I bet you his girlfriend appreciated his life. But we don't know what's going on in people's psyche or mental. And this goes to the mental health concern. That is mental health. You understand what I'm saying? Him killing himself because of bullying, because of people not people coming at his head. How many times have we seen this? How many times have social media literally put it in, in people's mind that shit is go- Listen, I think I think about things from a from a from a lot of different viewpoints and people's brains and their wires in their brains are wired differently. Everybody's is wired differently. So when I look at something like this and when I think about something like this and when I hear about something like this, I don't take for granted that probably social media played a huge part in it. Because social media will have you sitting there looking like, what the fuck? How many times have a lot of y'all believed the fuck? Did I not just sit here and talk about the hoax that y'all motherfuckers believed? A lot of y'all, a lot of my listeners that y'all are listening right now have believed that dumbass Instagram hoax. So whatever y'all got to say right now to rebuttal, y'all can shut the fuck up. Period, point blank. Whatever y'all got to say to rebuttal me right now, y'all believe the hoax, an Instagram hoax with the trouble man and Usher and all of them. Y'all dumb, just like them. Love them, though, but y'all stupid. That's what y'all believe in. Instead of sitting here taking shit serious like bullying and sitting here stopping that shit. You understand? There's a fine line between joking and bullying. We know that. We know that, especially in the black community. We have to change the narratives, though. Sometimes changing the narrative needs to happen. Stop. Just stop and let people live their lives because you don't want nobody talking about your... Here, and this goes back to it. You don't want nobody sitting here talking about your brother. You don't want nobody sitting here talking about your sister. Whether if they if they sat here and became transgender or whatnot, or if they sit here and was dating a transgender male or female or whatnot, you don't want nobody sitting here talking about your shits. And if you sitting here being disrespectful about your own brother and sister, you need your ass whooped. Period. Because you don't want nobody sitting here talking about your relationship. You don't want to see my... Listen, all I'm saying is this. We have to do better. Okay? Recognize our privilege, first of all, as a community, one, as a straight community, as a straight black community. Recognize our privilege that our... Our LGBTQ brothers and sisters on our in our community are still suffering. And we are we are literally no better. We're not helping the suffering. We're kind of pro we're kind of propelling it. You understand what I'm saying? We have to chill. We have to chill. We have to continue to we have to support. We have to support them. Bruh, nobody wants you, dick. Nobody wanna no nobody wants you. Nobody wants your pussy. Nobody wants you. Okay? That's what it is. Nobody in the LGBTQ community wants your dumbass, okay? They don't want you. If they wanted you, trust me, they'll say something. I've definitely got it. They they will say something to you. Period. Point blank. But the fact of the matter is they are still our brothers and sisters at the end of the day, and we gotta do better. Him, this 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 young man killing himself because he could not because he felt so bullied that he he just he just couldn't live anymore. That's sick to me. 
That's sick to me. And there's so many people out here that, that hold those feelings in that are still out here, probably a little bit older, that still hold those, those, those feelings in. Release them. Cry it out. Let it out. Let your emotions fly. Man, stop, stop thinking that you need to hold everything in. Let it out. Cry, my brother. Cry. Like, literally cry, my brother. If you need a safe space to sit here and let it out, come on over here, bro. I don't judge. If there's no this, this is a judgment-free zone over here. I told y'all I'm your friend. I'm here to get you together and love on you at the same time, fam. But I'm not gonna let you fail. And when we see things like this, we that that when we see and hear stories like this, it has to put us back in check. It has to get us right. It has to get us together. It has to sit here and be like, yo. We got to get our mental together. We got to get our shit together because this cannot keep happening. It can't. It cannot. We cannot continue to have this. Ugh. It just, it kills my heart to know like another black man is just gone, you know? Because we're continuing to just propel the, 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 the bullying culture, you know what I'm saying, around the black LGBTQ community. And it just, and it sucks. It sucks. It really does suck. Because no matter, no matter if you're gay or straight, in the black community, they still killing our asses. And it don't matter whether you gang bang or you gang bang. It don't matter. You feel me? Like, they still killing our asses. They're still killing us. So what are we going to do? We, we going to keep continue to bully our own or are we going to support our own? They don't got to like you. You ain't got to like them. But we have to have some type of form of respect. Period. It has to be. Lord have mercy. You know what I'm saying? Um, but listen, we are about to get out of here. I appreciate everybody for tuning in this week. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. We will. I told y'all we will have a, a kind of like a second part to this. Um, I'm bringing Lashatel Carson Pops on, my sister um, and uh, CEO and founder of Revive on for the After Dark Hour. So we can talk more about this and to talk more about her uh, suicide walk that she's doing with 104.9. So I'm really excited for that. So let, let, let's bring the conversation in because we, 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 we really need to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? We, it, it's, and it, like I said, it's a lot of components that go into this. So that's why I'm bringing her on here because, you know, she, she, she does. She, she talks about this. She, she's, 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 she's dealt with this. You know what I'm saying? She, she's a, a survivor of, you know what I'm saying? She, she tried to, you know, attempt suicide on her own. You know what I'm saying? So this is, this is something that. I really want her to be a part of it. She's going to be a part of it. So I'm really excited. So let's let's make sure we just not continuing to perpetuate this bullying stereotype. We have to change this narrative. We have to, period. Um, so make sure that you're following us and subscribing to us on all platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, CastBox. Um, make sure you can listen to our, listen to us at our website at www.tyronzahicks.com that is www.tyronzahicks.com for all opinionated brother and everything we just posted a black man win dr eddie connor jr who is a best selling author and my former pe uh my physical education teacher uh from university high school in ferndale so very glad for that collaboration thank you so much og for the collaboration i appreciate you 
Um, so make sure y'all go check out that. That's also on my website, and that's on the Devontae's World blog. You can check out that at the Devontae's World tab on our website right now. All right. I love y'all guys. I love you guys. We'll be back for Thursday's episode. I love y'all so much. Peace out. Have a great, great week.